Hello and welcome again everybody to Top Thursdays with Zachary Coffee. I will tell you that I am working on refining the format that we are using for each episode. And I believe I've gotten into a masterpiece of a uh, presentation. Okay, someone out there is laughing at my imitation of a snooty French person or some but or some high class individual of the aristocratic class. Anyways, the bottom lines are being renamed to today's nugget, and the rest of the article are being renamed into complete thought. Now let's get into it. Also, I pardon for the noises outside because I'm in a different room recording just because I'm lazy today. So what, I'm human. We all have lazy days. And so, today's nugget. We need to be careful about where we source our information from. When it comes to things in life, but especially when it comes to scripture, the TV show The Chosen has had a massive has had a massive success as a TV show, but due to how it's taken a vast amount of artistic liberty and how characters are portrayed, along with adding new events to the story of Jesus' time on Earth, a vast amount of Christians who don't watch it are either skeptical or concerned. This is a good thing. Because it reminds us to remember that shows shouldn't be seen as the source of where we go to, but rather the real scriptures. Our scripture references for the complete thought would be Matthew 24, verse 35, and Revelation 22, verses 18-19. I want to start to you today by telling about one of my hobbies, and how it ties into today's thought. I first started getting to computer games when I was maybe five years old after I walked in on my dad playing Civilization 3. I asked him if, what he was playing and if I could play with him. And of course he said yes, which is why I'm here talking to you all about video games on a show that's about taking a deep thought into the things of God. Don't worry, we'll get into that. But more specifically, I'm going to be talking about a YouTube channel called The Game Theorist. Since the early 2010s, when YouTube first came out, the personality behind the channel, Matthew Patrick, or MetPath, as fans know him by, has brashed out his analytical state, has an Man, I'm not having a good time reading today. MatPath has branched out his analytical skills to many different avenues. The first of these avenues was films and TV show that received a spin-off channel called Film 3 sometime in 2016, I think. I don't keep track about that, we've got more important things to do. And in the past two years, there have been two new spin-off channels created, one based on food and one based on fashion. Sometimes it ties back to video games or movies, and other times not at all. Now, in March, I saw a video on my YouTube feed where he did an analysis of the sports drink called Prime, which was made by Logan Paul. Logan Paul is a YouTube personality who has had a questionable character based on his videos. The long and short of it is that after he, mainly Matt Pat, broke down what purpose electrolytes have in the body and compared Gatorade to Prime, his doubts were proven right. Gatorade and its well-known rival Powerade have their electrolyte ratios designed specifically to emulate the sweat loss from intense workouts that last for several hours. This means that when we break it down, Sodium takes up roughly two-thirds to three-fourths of the electrolytes in their mixture. Logan Paul essentially made the ratio so that it was essentially reversed. 
causing the flavor to be significantly improved and reducing the sugar in the serving, which is what he was advertising the drink with. When that pat was finished with his video, he stated that there is a risk of other companies changing their scientifically proven formula for the sake of being able to beat time in the financial aspect. Something that he stated would be a really bad thing for the consumers since we were beginning a subpar product as a result. Tying this all back into my concern with the chosen has to do with the vast amount of artistic liberties the show has taken in telling its story and how I'm concerned about the impact it will have on future Christian media. For those of you who do not know what The Chosen is, here's a quick explanation. It's a show that is telling the story of Jesus' ministry on earth, but there's a catch. It's not directly focusing on the writings of scripture, but on showing the human side of Jesus that we forget he has. And in the type version, I have the word forget in quotation marks. So I don't believe people forget, but rather that it doesn't always take precedence. Now, going back to my initial topic about people have in the production of the show focused on that and not so much the whole word-for-word reenactment of the scriptures. From a running standpoint, it's an interesting idea, and I'm willing to bet money that it is from this creative decision that garners the success it has. But from a theological standpoint, it is a very dangerous place to be since we are making new things and telling new stories about the Son of God, painting an image of the very person who is going to be returning, riding a war stallion with a blood-dipped cape, a tattoo on his leg declaring him King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and a, son and a sword that comes from his mouth to strike down the enemies of heaven, not someone you want accusing you of committing libel and slander about his character. Now, one quick note is that in English, the word slander refers specifically to it being a spoken out loud to someone else, and the word libel is specific to if you wrote it to someone else or for someone else to read. Effectively, they are the same thing that tarnishes the character of someone that they paint a false image, but under a technicality, they are different. Grammar is picky like that. Anyways, the vocabulary lesson is over, so back to our main topic. I have never watched The Chosen, and probably never will because the artistic liberties have been taken by the studio. It doesn't mean I haven't read what other people who watch the show have said, however. Overall, it has gotten a fairly positive review, and the man who is the creator of it is not a Mormon, which Angel Funding, and by extension, Angel Studios is. There are people who are worried about the Mormon influence slipping into, show, into the show in subtle ways, since we know that but people with money can pressure creators in ways that don't get disclosed all the time. And these are valid reasons for Christians to be concerned over it. But that is not my main focus today. If you're wondering the way that there can be subtle influences, it is in things such as set and costume design, or minor pieces of dialogue or characterization of individuals. And this ties into the story I told about Matt Pat's concern for a prime sports drink. They're the same as my concern for The Chosen. I have seen various different biblical stories brought to life through shows and movies. And before you ask, yes, I did watch VeggieTales growing up. Most of the original film, most of the original films that was made by Big Idea 
which was the old company that made VeggieTales before they went bankrupt and got rebought and branded and all that gobbledygook. When those first films were made, they were focused on telling the story in a way that kids would enjoy and recall the lesson. When you strip away the talking vegetables and some quirky settings, like the chocolate factory story for the fiery furnace, and also strip away the jokes, we have the same story being told. That's why I don't so much mind the early ones as I do the chosen. The main issue is that they are adding things to the other characters in the Bible. Things about their personality, how they view the world, what they do in their free time, when someone who isn't Peter messes up, and other things I would know about if I watched the show. All this builds up my main point and concern. What impression will it give those who don't have a biblical background? When people who don't know the Bible watch this show, false impressions will be made since there is nothing written about an event in scripture that may exist in certain episodes. Without intending to, the show can easily make people who read the Bible afterward feel like it's incomplete as a narrative, as if something is missing from the Word of God, which goes against what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 35, about heaven and earth fading away, but his word never fading. If I remember correctly, it's saying not one iota, not one dot will fade away of his word. I have read articles and I have heard interviews that it opens people up to the gospel. But the question which must be asked is which gospel are people being made more open to? Are they being made open to the one which comes from scriptures without any twists on it to fit a narrative? Or is it one that has been poised in a certain way? Now, since I haven't watched The Chosen myself, I admit I am not in a position to tell you heads or tails in this matter. But I can ask the question for people who do watch this specific show or any other biblical show to think about. My other concern is that shows they follow in the example of The Chosen and take artistic liberty with other heroes and characters. You're currently hearing me read the third draft of the script. I am now recalling that there was a series simply called The Bible on Netflix. People raised the same concerns about taking artistic liberty. I did watch a few episodes of the series with my parents since I was only 14 at the time, and we noticed some artistic liberties and contradictions in that show. My family only watched a few episodes here and there before deciding that it wasn't worth the hype. I have two blank contradictions that I want to bring up. In the episode with the sacrifice of Isaac, we have a subplot of Sarah following along behind them Watch what was to happen out of fear. If Sarah had followed along without trusting Abraham, God would have included it in a lesson that we need not doubt. Then we also have the scene where Paul is baptized after the Damascus Road experience. Baptism has to be a full submersion in water to be a proper baptism, since that was a key. In that episode, Anaya simply pours a pitcher of water over him saying that he is being baptized now through this. Something the show writers ignored is that Paul was a Pharisee in training. A prodigy, essentially, and never would have accepted it as being a baptism since the Christians used full-body baptism like was done for Christ. This brings us to my second set of scriptures. When Paul wrote to the Galatian church, Dealing with the false teaching that had sprung up, he said this in Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 through 9. Paul is very clear that if anyone 
preaches a different gospel than he first preached, he an angel or even him, when he comes back, then let that person be accursed. This warning is echoed in Revelation 22, verse 18 and 19. At the end of all things today, I want to make sure that I am not misunderstood. I'm not saying you are cursed from watching The Chosen, but that you need to make sure you don't confuse the reenactment for what was actually written. I'm concerned that other productions might follow a similar path of potentially sacrificing accuracy for popularity. Lastly, we have a reason to be careful with what we teach through our media, for the sake of not falling under God's curse, which we have been warned about. Today is not exactly a feel-good message, but it is a vital one to remember. Until next time, courage and Godspeed.